Happy New Year, folks. Welcome to another episode of... Episode 2. Episode 2 of Sticky Hands Beekeeping. And Meat Making Podcast. I am your co-host, Brian, along with... Brett. And we are proud to say, and happy to say, we're back. Uh, We're back from a little hiatus. Um, I know our first episode, which aired in August... Um, to our surprise, garnered a few views. Uh, 250. Which we'll, we, we will gladly well, take. Well, actually 249. That's true. We listen to our own podcast. Uh, call us vain. Call us Call us what you want. But call no. us insane. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, we just wanted to hear hear it for ourselves. And I think that's one. So we, we're, we're guilty of one view of ourselves. But um, I think with that being said... I think we're just um it's a it's a, it's a new year. We're we're excited to get back on this platform and also hopefully get onto some other pl- uh, social media platforms to talk more about and to share all our uh, tr- um information, trials and tribulations um that goes with uh, beekeeping and and mead making and and find like-minded individuals that also are into the these hobbies that that we also find interest in and I know that we also like other things as well, but I know that's something that we can always um, talk about in later podcasts. But I know we we, we definitely are interested in these th- in these um, two things that we're going to be discussing, and we're going to kind of do a two part. So we'll talk more. We'll talk a little bit about the beekeeping side and what's been going on in the past few months, because I know it's been a while since we um, since our first episode, and also talk about the mead, mead making, correct? And then. Um, also, just we're gonna keep it to fifteen minutes. Keep yes, keep it short, short and sweet, sweet, nice and neat. Nice, I like it. That I, I I love that Compact motto. Compact and you know, hopefully meaningful. Yeah, where we can either pose some questions or thought provoking comments, comments, concerns. and and get our audience to to comment back to us and yeah. even ask things that they might be interested to hear about or learn about or share. Correct. I think we're looking for definitely an immersive um, uh, experience. We definitely want interaction with people listening. I mean, feel free. I mean, anything you want to ask or say, we're by no means experts um, in right. anything we're talking all, about. All for sure. But we definitely enjoy it. We like talking about it. And, um, and if somebody... Um, out there listens to us and thinks um, they can have something they want to contribute then we would love to hear from you um, and if you do happen to reach out make sure you, you tell us what your name is where you're from where you're calling from um, what your experiences are with beekeeping or mead making maybe um, a question that as we're going on with the podcast there's something that you might not fully understand um, that we talk about that you can definitely reach out to us and then um, we'll def we'll we'll also talk about more of the social media at the end of this podcast. We'll wrap it up with some of our other links, and um, and uh, different social media that we're kind of looking forward to. I, I should say we are looking forward to uh, moving forward and 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 starting and and actually upkeeping. So right. So it's definitely something we're going to be doing once a week. Our goal is to try to do a podcast once a week. Right. Oh, it's a lofty goal. But I think if we keep it short and sweet, and nice and neat, that we'll be able to do it. I think it's a very attainable goal, and I think it's something to, that we need to to um, keep doing, keep on because I think it'll help create more content and 
so give you guys more um, content to listen to. So I think it's a win-win for both of us, for all of us. Absolutely. So I think we'll start off with the beekeeping side of uh, the business. Uh, sure. What's been going on in your world there up in good old Bradford County, Pennsylvania? Well, <clears throat> actually, we didn't talk about it in August, but um, <clears throat> in the spring, well, last year, well, we're in 2019. We are, so yeah. It was actually 2017. I started with two colonies and... And wound up being able to make some splits with the colonies and wound up with um, six colonies going into the winter. But then in the spring, April, I had a bear attack. You did? And. <laughs> well, can we keep it to the bear facts of we what can. happened? Okay. And they, uh, the bears totally decimated everything that I had. I had one remaining hive that was uh, actually quite weak. But. Uh, slowly but surely plugged along and developed throughout the summer. Anyway, between other bees, I'm now up to uh, 26 colonies. That's awesome. And right now, they're being winterized, right? They're asleep. Correct. They're, 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 they're resting for the winter, not hibernating, but just nicely, tightly clustered in their, in their boxes, in their hives, and um, awaiting... Fair weather but and thank, new pollen and new but nectar. But thankfully, the uh, the bears are hibernating, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> at least they're hibernating as well. So that's uh, I guess that's just the way God's plan or nature works. So while the bears are sleeping, the wind, you know the the bees can sleep as well and not worry about getting their right. hives destroyed. Techn- technically, they're not sleeping, but well, you know, they're just you know. they're just in very uh, their metabolism is slowed way down, mm. and they're just sitting in a, what they call a cluster, which is like a big basketball of bees. They're trying to stay warm, trying to keep the queen warm and get her through to the spring. Perfect. So they can start anew. Start and turn the colony over again. Great. In the spring and start a new year. So um, to expound on that, so uh, over the summer as well, or I should say late summer, early fall, uh, you want to talk a little bit about what you were kind of what you were doing this this time around, this year, last year, yeah. I should say. Um, in the late summer of 2018, the year that we just passed through, we had some horrific, yeah, we had some really, really horrific rain. It just rained every day, every day, every day for, it was like 90-something days, with the exception of like seven clear days. It was like nearly 90 days of straight rain. And that caused a lot of trees to come down, and there was a lot of feral bees in the wild uh, living in homes, trees as homes that were displaced. And I was able to capture three of three swarms, three such swarms, and give them a home. Well, one of them wasn't one of them in a, in a structure? Well, those are cutouts. Cutouts, yeah, okay, yeah, those are different did, ones, okay. Yeah. So that's a little bit different. But um, those be, that's bee removal. We did a couple, I did a couple of those as well. <clears throat> um, and so the, the swarms, most people wouldn't even think about taking a swarm in August. But as a new beekeeper, I guess I'm bound and determined to try to make it work. <clears throat> and I felt with all the resources that I had to give them, uh, because the swarm has nothing, right? Swarm is a bunch of bees. Homeless. Uh, with a queen, and they're homeless. So they have no comb, no honey, no pollen, um, 
nothing, absolutely no resources whatsoever. <clears throat> and so I gave them everything they needed except for eggs and larvae, which would be the queen's job. So I guess you could call yourself a sugar daddy. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a honey daddy. Honey daddy, exactly. <laughs> that's cool, though. And I think that's an awesome way to, if you think about it, guys, right? I mean, a great way, a resource to get bees, right? I mean, if you guys are beekeepers out there, you know how much bees cost, right? Bees uh, aren't cheap. No. Um, so if you have the de if you have the wherewithal and the you know and and the um, resources to get out there yeah. and look for swarms, I mean it's definitely a ta like there's a, there's I, I I know that you were talking about there's a way to look for them right yeah. there's a, you, there's it's interesting because I know you're bee hunting bee hunting bee hunting which is they call it bee bee lining or. You know, hunting, bee hunting. Yeah, so it takes a little practice, a little, you know, dedication and education. And we can yourself. talk about that at some point. Yeah. And uh, at another episode, maybe we'll do a special on bee lining. That'd be awesome. And then um, what I was going to mention, though, we are, I, I, I have a YouTube channel set up in there, but no content yet. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but We're I did, there. I did, I did um, Shoot a bunch of videos on my phone and pictures, uh, but I'm really bad about keeping up to date with current information. So shortly on YouTube, um, you will be able to see videos of at least one of the swarms mm -hmm. that I captured and some of the cutouts that I did, which are bees living in people's homes or structures. And um, yeah, so that would be... That'd be kind of cool. Well, that would definitely be interesting. And I just have to get to it. Just to, well, you've been so busy out there wrangling bees, uh, you had no time to um, post that stuff on on the social media. I think that's one of the things we were talking about earlier. I think when you get when you when you're in the when you're actually in whatever hobby or or. or anything that you're interested in and sometimes you get so far into it you you know if you were wanting to do some sort of documentation sometimes you forget or you just get so i know so i can get that way up. so wrapped up in it that you forget to do it i think that's why this year we've made a, a, a bigger push to try to get more of that content uh provided for not just you guys but just also just to have for documentation or and things to look in the look look back at. back at and review and I think it would just be kind of neat even if it was just something your grandson could look at right absolutely I know he has also had a he has a two-year-old grandson that he uh, definitely he watches a lot and he cares for and I know that uh, so hopefully he'll be the next generation of uh, beekeeper mm -hmm. that'd be cool right I yeah. think uh, that'd be totally awesome so I know that we talked a little bit about the the beekeeping side and now I think we can kind of go over a little bit of the the meat making side so with that being said, do you want to like uh, just explain a little bit about what we're doing on that on that front? Right. So the meat making again. Um, I'm trying to get some videos together uh, to post on that, and I'd like to uh, start a system of what I know a system of a series of tutorials to make meat making uh, at least mentally accessible to everybody 
and then make it accessible in terms of seeing just how simple it would be to go from essentially what's honey, water, and yeast to a finished product. Mm -hmm. So I have about seven meads in the process now. Uh, one of them is a traditional mead. Uh, another one that I can think of off the top of my head is a banana pecan pie mead. Oh, wow. And, well, and, sounds interesting. And... Um, Pumpkin? Was it a pumpkin one? No, oh. no, no. Pumpkin. No more pumpkin. I tried making a pumpkin beer once, and it was like horrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you just didn't I, like that. No, I don't like that. Well, like yeah, I know some people are. You, you see, either you love or hate uh, pumpkin beers. I know people out there who are craft beer uh, people that love. Uh, I mean, I like pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin yeah. pie, but for some reason, it just does. I can't get Equate it to translate it over to, to that flavor profile to, of the yeah. beers. Yeah. I think and I've tried to even main. Excuse me, I'm yeah. so sorry for interrupting no, once go on. again. It, it happens. I'm used to it. Go on. <laughs> I'm sure I do it quite a few times too. I mean, um, it's a family trait. I mean, I've tried to <laughs> mainstream craft brewery pumpkin um, pumpkin beers and yeah. beers and. Um, I haven't liked one of them. So. I'm not a big fan myself. I've found one or two throughout the years that I, I, I do like and I gravitate towards them, but it's a seasonal thing. Um, I think that I, with that being said, though, people out there who are who are just uh, um, astonished that we don't like pumpkin beers, how could you? Don't worry. Don't fret. You could still make that pumpkin mead. We could still show you and, and explain to you plenty of recipes that, that you guys can try for a pumpkin spiced or uh, pumpkin styled uh, mead. Right. Uh, that so, would definitely taste great. I just, yep. we, we won't be drinking it. That's right. all. Right. <laughs> um, so that's what's in the works in terms of uh, the mead making. I mean, I have one episode slotted where I'm going to make 40 different meads in one show. 40. 40. Did he, did he say 40? Four, that's very, yeah, so, uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. And the, the idea of it, not to, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler air, air. Um, so it, it's got to be a comparison of yeasts, really, is what it comes down to. Mm. I want to be able to compare <clears throat> at least 40 different yeasts under the same exact conditions. Um, so I want to make them all at the same time. So they all travel through um, the, the same atmospheric conditions, temperature changes, blah, blah, blah. And then in the end, you know, have this like massive tasting. I don't think you could do them all in one day. Man, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm, am, I, am I invited to this? <laughs> I got to know. You're going to be the main test. Oh, hell yeah. Remember that's... who's got the Cicerone here. Oh, yes. that's That would be <clears throat> me. But just level one. I just I only took the online course. But don't worry. I'm not... Not toot my own horn, but I definitely do like the tasting aspect of the uh, of the home brewing side. I think that's that's what that's what it's all about, right? Tasting our science experiments, the things we couldn't do when we were kids, right? right. Couldn't try those things, but now as adults, we get to play around with all those cool things. Um, with that being said, um, what you just heard with all this content that we that we want to throw out here and and we want to share with everybody that's listening, the audience. Uh, that, that takes us to a, our our last thing, and then we're gonna wrap it up here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna explain a little bit about what I what I mean, and then I'll throw it to Brett to kind of take us home. But I know um, 
you know, as you're listening to us here on this podcast, that's going to reach hopefully 250 plus more listeners. Uh, I think that, and also the YouTube 249. channel, 249. Yes, you're right. Uh, and the um, YouTube channel, and which is linked to the Facebook, and also Instagram, and a website that we're currently in, in making on on WordPress. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is these are just ways to. Have a, a connected, a connected. I want to say social gathering, so like a almost a hive, a community, um, would be, which would be great. And I think that with that being said, uh, we also were thinking about um, having a way to uh, monetize some of that. And I think that the best way to do that was we were researching and and talking or looking into Patreon um, as a way to help with some of the things that we were. Um, wanting, uh, interested in um, doing for the for the content of right, the show right. and of of uh, for uh, sticky hands. So take it away with that. I know well, that you I'd, have I'd be interested ideas. to hear um, what the listeners <clears throat> would. So from what I see on Patreon, everybody tries to entice you to incentivize. Yeah. Incentivize it, having a different tiers, right? Right, having yep. different tiers, um, and they're giving you an incentive to um, give more support. And um, I, I guess, in my opinion, I I would think I'd like to give you give the listeners something that they could readily use. So, if you're a beekeeper and a mead maker, there are things that you would probably like to have. And this is what our thought is, anyway. Like, if you're a mead maker, maybe you need some fresh, local, uh, raw honey. Um, and so that would be a way, an incentive. Yeah, uh, one of the tiers or something. Right? Um, or... Um, maybe a built-in, a built-out, uh, built uh, first-time home mead-making kit. Right, so we're thinking about doing kits, where you get... Everything, you get everything in a complete package, except for the water that you need to make the mead. Correct. And if you're going to use any fruit in the mead, except for that. And also some bottles, swing top and, bottles right, that you can get at a homebrew store somewhere. Beer bottles or wine bottles, however you're planning to store the finished mead. That you so can also you hand this. as a lovely gift on Christmas. I'm telling you, definitely people would love it. So, <clears throat> right. So when you, so the, the kit is pretty much, re- will be ready to go. So we're try- I'd like to hear your thoughts um, on what it is that would motivate you to support um, a channel like ours, any, any channel like ours, whether it be uh, this channel or the YouTube channel. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you already have a channel that you that you sponsor or donate to, and that there's something that they give you, um, something that that you found that was. Um, made it worth your while to to donate, or maybe other just, than just the con. I mean, the content will be correct, will be terrific. That that's. I mean, we're going to be providing given. content, of course. But, but I thought it would be nice to also thank them, thank the supporters in some way. Agreed. Um, with something tangible, you know. Awesome. Something that they could use. 
Well, I think uh, with that being said, as I'm looking at the timer, uh, we're almost at that 20-minute mark, our threshold here. at absolute the threshold. At, at Absolute threshold of Sticky Hands, Meadery, and uh, Beekeeping. So we're going to um, – did I say that? Did I say that backwards? I, I'm still working on this. I'm not perfect. I'm not at Walter Cronkite level yet of podcasting. Who's that? <laughs> you're not you're not old enough to know but <laughs> but guys we hope uh, you you um, uh, buzz by us again our, our podcast and give us a listen we would uh, love to hear hear from all the listeners and um, you I guess we'll, we'll take it home right that's from here it. Let, that's it have a, have a great week yep and we will look forward to talking to you guys again take Thank care bye bye